Welcome to Maker Mom, a podcast where I explore the stories of maker moms and the life they lead. Each week I will bring you the behind the scenes story of a new maker mom. I'm Katie Freeman, a furniture designer and content creator running freemanfurnishings.com and your host of the Maker Mom podcast. You can find Maker Moms hanging out in the Facebook community at Maker Moms and on the web at makermompodcast.com. If you love what you hear, please subscribe, leave a stellar review, and share this out with other Maker Moms you know. Hello, and welcome to episode 20 of the Maker Mom podcast. Today's episode is a little bit uh, special because I'm having on the first couple uh, of parents for the Maker Mom podcast. It is Brad and Susan Rodriguez. Now, most of you are probably familiar with Brad. He runs Fix This, Build That, or did um, by himself until just this year Susan joined him. Uh, full-time. They are now both running Fix This, Build That. And then, of course, Brad has the Made for Profit podcast. It was such a pleasure to be able to sit down and talk with both of them about being parents and being involved in this new business together and running the business together as a couple. There's a great uh, story behind everything, and I think you will really enjoy it. And of course, this week's episode will be airing during the Friday of WorkbenchCon. So super excited. Hope I get to see a lot of you there and hope you get to uh, tune into this week's episode. Now, I have to apologize again this week. There is no new jingle at the start of the episode, and I'm just going to be real with y'all. This week was crazy. Um, I'm getting ready for my first ever solo show, which will be next week after WorkbenchCon. And to be quite frank, I just didn't have enough time to squeeze it in before heading off to WorkbenchCon this weekend. So I apologize, but it will be here next week. I promise, 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 promise. I'm excited to share this new jingle with you. I think you all will love it. Um, and then one more thing before I let you get to Brad and Susan, I promise I will let you get there. Just a reminder, check out Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash Maker Mom Podcast. Join the Maker Mom Podcast tribe. We will be having our next online meetup early March very soon. I just got to get the date set, date and time set, and I will announce it on here as always. Um, and with no further ado, I will let you get to Brad and Susan Rodriguez of Fix This, Build That. All right. There we go. There we go. Okay. So right. why don't we just get started? Um, I know, I mean, it probably sounds weird to ask, uh, especially Brad from Fix This, Build That, to give an introduction on yourself, because I'm sure probably everyone who listens to my podcast listens to yours as well. But um, as a couple, can you guys give, your, give a brief introduction um, about yourself, um, you know, your background, about uh, your family life a little bit? Yeah, sure. So are, are we going to jump in? Like, are we recording right now? Yep. Or are we, You're uh, recording. <laughs> You're good. <laughs> gotcha. Okay, cool. Um, start. Well, yeah, I'm Brad Rodriguez from Fix This, Build That. And I'm my wife, Susan, Susan Rodriguez from Fix This, Build That. Also from Fix This, Build That. <laughs> as, of, uh, as of what? As of, I guess, Last August. May. No, May. Yeah, well, yeah. 
teaching really full time. Kinda, yes. Yeah. So yeah. she was teaching full time. So right. we uh, so we've been married for. Gosh. We should talk about this before the show. I we? know. I'm trying to do this. <laughs> Years We've been married summer? for uh, 14 years this summer. Yeah. We got married in in 2005. Yeah. Yeah. So July 1st. <laughs> I do know the date. Right. Yeah. So neither of us know. So that's okay. <laughs> that is okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. yeah. yeah. We we keep track of the kids. Eh? So we have three kids. Right. And um, uh, 10, 7, and 8. And I don't know why I went top, I don't know to do bottom, that. Yeah. and middle. 10, but 8, and 7. 10, 8, and 7. Uh, two boys and a girl. And um, and yeah. So we we have been. In um, we we got married up in Cincinnati and then we moved into we moved to Nashville um, about five years ago in 2013 I guess mm-hmm. coming on six years now and when we got here um, we we were I I was not doing any of this so you know my backstory of uh, I was not really doing Instagram found Instagram in 2013 and then um, Susan encouraged me she was like you you should really start a blog. Mm-hmm. And so it was, it was kind of a fun thing as far as like the origin story of the business is that like a huge part of it was Susan. Right. Well, and a lot of it, when we were in Ohio, uh, we had all of our kids in Ohio and that, and they're really close in age. So it was very crazy and busy and they were young and Brad was um, working his corporate gig and, but he always, he had a shop up there, but it was not nearly what it is now. Um, but he, you know, he would do some projects, but he did a lot of like reading and stuff about woodworking and all of that. Like he was always really into the educational part of it, but I just thought it would be cool if he could take that because he always wanted to have like passion. You know, he had a passion in his life, but you wanted to have a direction for it. Yeah. You wanted it to have an outlet. And he talked about that for a long time. And so I said, you should have a podcast or not podcast that came later, um, a blog. And that was after the Instagram. That, that was, kind was of how it started. That was in 2015. And then yeah. we brainstormed. And so the actual name, Fix This, Build That, was also all the good Susan's stuff came from idea. me, really. So <laughs> let that be known. Yeah. So this right. has kind of, and you know, fast forward. So we, we got, came down here and then 2015, uh, started the blog, mm-hmm. 2016, started YouTube. Uh, and, and yeah. And then, uh, what, 2028 20, started the podcast to pay for profit. Right. And you, with John Malecki, um, you quit your full-time gig. And I quit my full-time gig. This is like a pop quiz. August 1st of 20. 17. And he planned to do that for like two years. And we, yes, we, so we planned it as a family. a job that he really wasn't loving for two years. For two years. But there before was a, we could get everything in a place. light at the end of the tunnel, yes. for sure. And I went back to teaching. And so, yeah, that whole time Susan was a, was a stay-at-home mom. Right. And, but my background is I'm a special ed teacher. And um, so that's what I did before we had kids. I stayed home when, we, when they were little. And then our daughter, uh, it just so worked out that, when Brad went full time, our daughter was going into kindergarten, our youngest. So it was a good time for me to go back to teaching. Um, so there's a whole process for me getting recertified and all that. But I went back to teaching at a high school right down the road. And I did that last year, like the 2017-18 school year. And it was great, but it was a little hard for the family. Um, I mean, it, it was good, but we just decided it made more sense for me to jump on board and help him with Teachers business. Teachers in Tennessee get paid very poorly, Oh, yeah. That was, that was a big factor. <laughs> so that was part of it. Um, but, th- that, yeah. but that's, yeah. So now Be- we're being a podcast away, host, right? I'll, I'll stop and, and let you actually talk. So yeah. That's right. well, <laughs> you guys are good. You guys are good. I mean, I do want maybe a little bit more background, too, um, Susan, on you joining in on the yeah. Fix This, Build That, like, what does that look like compared to, you know, teaching or being a stay-at-home mom? 
What's your it's, days look like now? Oh gosh, they're different. I mean, you know, especially compared to teaching, I had, it was, um, you know, it's a nine to five job. It's not quite nine to five, but it's the same sort of concept. You've got to be there. You're on the bell schedule. And in some ways that appealed to me because I knew where I had to be at certain times and there's stuff I had to get done. It was very busy, lots of meetings, lots of parents and, and lots of students, of course. And so this is very different. This is much more, um, every day can look kind of different, you know, depending on what we're doing. I typically am the one that is writing the blog posts, although I'll usually take information that Brad gives me. Sometimes I create them on my own, but typically I'm taking like his voiceover or information and crafting that into a blog post. And so when we have a blog post to write, I'm definitely the one writing that. But other times it's just helping him brainstorm or, um, pinning things on Pinterest or just um, learning more about the business. Uh, I just, I, there's a lot to learn that he has learned over years and he has a background in business where I don't really. And so it's been an evolution this year for sure for me um, of taking on new things and being confident that I can learn them and kind of just, um, learning stuff as I go. And so there's still more that I, I want to get into and I need to get into, but it's, um, it's been really great. So it's kind of fun to start over with something totally brand new when you're 41, you know? So <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I'm um, a new challenge and a lot to learn. I think that's always, always fun. Yeah. So for you, Brad, what's it been like bringing on, you know, a partner into your business that you've kind of been doing solo up until now? Yeah, it's well, and and it. So I think first of all, I would say I've I've never been doing it solo because the only reason I could ever do it was because of Susan, and and I I talk about that a lot. I mean, either behind right. and she she kind of talked about it about you know she really had the idea of and and I've been thinking about it, but she kind of pushed me like you should do this, and there were a lot of a lot of nights, a lot of weekends, a lot of different times where I was like. Hey, I'm going to go be in the shop because mm -hmm. I need to get this done because, you know, like I just landed this new sponsored deal and like somebody's going to pay us. And we're like, yeah. what? <laughs> like we're going to get money to do this stuff. And so like, I need to work. And so like my old day job, uh, I would leave here at 7am and I would get back at 6pm. And then we try mm -hmm. to carve out time for the kids and eat. And then it was like, boom, nine o'clock, a little bit earlier than that. Cause the kids were younger and right. going to bed earlier, but, uh, I'd be out in the shop. So, there was a lot of sacrifice like <laughs> that where Susan, right. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'd worked to like one where Susan was doing all the work uh, around the house. And so like, I feel like I've had, she's been in a support role, like mm -hmm. just saying like, like I'm going to take the family on, right? Like you go do the business, grow the business. And it's because it's always, people always ask me about that, about going full time and, and stuff. And I'm like, listen, they, the number one thing, like if you are in a relationship, if you have a spouse, uh, you have kids, especially like you've got to be aligned with your family because it takes sacrifice and, and trying to grow your own business takes sacrifice. And it's not personal sacrifice. Like your family is going to feel it. And so that's one thing that I feel like it was a, it was a fairly easy trend. It was easier transition because Susan was so supportive. Um, but I think the reason why is because that we had a plan too. So it's like, we knew, like, like she said, we were planning for like two years. Like I have right. the spreadsheet we knew. Oh, yeah. and, and also like Macy, uh, our youngest, 
we knew like when she went into kindergarten, that would be the time where she could go. And so she was doing all this planning on the back end as far as getting recertified because she was certified in Ohio at LAPS. She had to get certified in Tennessee to teach. So we had to put all these things in place. So, so it was like, I was always doing all the business stuff and then she was working, helping support everything else. Now it's a bit different in the sense that it's, you know, she's doing the blog post, she's doing uh, some social activities and stuff like that that uh, Pinterest we're starting her out on and, and we're just really getting ramped up. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that part's really awesome because now I can dedicate more to um, to just doing the actual work and doing a lot of the, um, you know, it's a lot of computer work and a lot of, um, a lot of communication with sponsors and potential sponsors and just a lot of stuff. A lot of emails to field. Lots and lots of emails. She's starting to helping on that to fielding emails. And I think Um, part of that is us having systems in place. That's been the biggest thing uh, that we are kind of figuring out as we go is how are we going to communicate, even though we've been communicating our whole marriage, you know, this is a little bit different and how are we going to know uh, like what's our plan for the week and what am I doing and what are you doing? What's the timeline? Who's handling this? Who's handling that? So there's just a lot of systems that weren't already there necessarily that we have been working on and it's continuing. Like we're still, yeah. we're still working on that's that. The, and that's the hard part. One of the hardest parts of bringing somebody on is like, now you're like, you have all these things that you know and yeah. expectations. And then I'm like, what do you mean? You didn't do, you know, you, you didn't fill in the metadata. She's like, well, you didn't tell me. I was like, oh, well, like, of course. It's like, well, it's like <laughs> I have to go back and, yeah. you know, really, because I'm, uh, I've learned to become a great teacher online of woodworking, but of back end processes. I think what I've learned is like, I had a lot of assumptions of what she did or didn't know. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, okay, I've really got to make sure I tell her the whole story and then, and then also be patient because I'm not right. like in, in that type of stuff. I'm like, why? Well, yeah, I already showed you how to do that. She's like, well, yeah, you showed me like one time. I'm like, yeah, I showed you how to do it. <laughs> and that's definitely been interesting with the dynamic of us being married is that, especially in the beginning of this school year when I kind of jumped on, um, I would get a little like frustrated or overwhelmed or just feelings of, I don't know, like some low level anxiety about it. Cause I, I didn't want to disappoint him, you know, but then I would like be like, I don't remember what, like what I was supposed to do right now. And so, um, I, I just, I had to let go of that. And, and one thing I will say is that Brad is really, he is like my biggest encourager. Um, I mean, he definitely wants me to, you know, get stuff done and everything, but he is really good at, um, praising the things that I'm doing well and just has more faith in me sometimes than I have in myself. Like, and that's just been like throughout our marriage, it's been such a blessing and so You're it going was deep here, man. I know. But seriously, so it was just, so it's just interesting. Like if I get to the point or when I was getting to the point where I was just like, oh my gosh, like this is too much. I can't handle it. Or wow. Like just getting frustrated. We would take a step back, I think, and remember like at the end of the day, our relationship is the most important thing going on. This is the foundation for our marriage. It's the foundation for our family. It's the, it is the foundation also for the business. Cause if we're like in disrepair, things are not going to go well yeah. anywhere. Yeah. So, yeah. And, then, and that's, that, that's been, I think like the number one thing about now. So going full time was an awesome decision because then I was able to spend more time with the kids, but then like oh, yeah. the trade off was that then Susan wasn't right. So then she was back at work. 
And so then they did like, not like that. They did not like that. <laughs> yeah. And dad was not as good as mom, obviously. Well, no. um, I, I he like streamlined that. operations. In the I did. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh my gosh. Was, like, I'm like, not surprised by that at all. No, it was no. amazing. She's like, how do you get them out of the door so quickly? I'm like, because I'm like, drill sergeant, when they get up, it's like, you, 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 go, go, go. So I've taken on, like, I've adapted and I'm doing a lot more of that now. But it's, but the, the, you know, having Susan stay home now, like, I mean, it is just, it has been absolutely the, the best decision and the best uh, reward for our family because our family time is, is so sweet together in the sense of my relationship with, with Susan, our relationship as husband and wife, but at the same time with the kids. So like we're together all day. Right. And I know like yeah, there's a lot of that stereotypical, like, Oh, I don't want to be my, I don't want to be around my husband or wife all day. It's like, we really love it. I mean, like we, we have yeah. fun together. We laugh together all day. We go out to Chipotle sometimes. Yeah. I drag her to Chipotle. Children. It's still kind of a revelation <laughs> to me. Like we can go out to lunch. Myers. Yeah. Oh, I mean, so there's just like so much more time The I think the, the relationship has really grown. Yeah. And, um, and I'm more and like just aware the of the business stuff. Right. So it's just great. But then yeah. when the kids come home, like we're both there, yes. like getting them off the bus and then we just like hang out and talk to them. And, and it is just, um, I mean, I just wish everybody could do it. Yeah. I feel like our kids are also going to be, you know, we're be, we're able to build into them so much more and they get to see this strong relationship that we have. Right. So yeah. it's like, we're both present and I mean, it's just, it's just the most amazing thing that and we're, we're so blessed to have the opportunity to do it. Right. Agreed. Yeah. That's, that was kind of, you know, a question about going from working separately um, to working together as a couple um, I know that can be difficult sometimes depending on what's going on, you know, in family life that can pop up in business as well. So it sounds yeah. like right. you guys have a good system for working through that. Um, and I appreciate Susan, you talking about learning all the back end stuff, you know, on the business. And I know that obviously, you know, Brad talks about some of that stuff with the pod, with your podcast, with John about the background stuff that goes into all of this that people are not aware of. Um, oh yeah, there's a lot. Yeah, yeah. we <laughs> spend more time on the computer than actually in the shop making anything. Um, how has that been? I mean, were you aware, Susan, of all of that, like that went into it before you kind of um, are now, you know, in the in the seat of doing some of that? Um, I was aware of it from an outsider's point of view, I guess, because I'd see Brad at where, you know, we would talk and he'd be like, oh, I've got to write a blog post and then I've got to edit the video and X, Y, like all these things. So I knew there were a lot of aspects. I mean, if he, it would be a perfect world if he could just be in the shop every single day and magically content would be put out as well, you know, because it's definitely more behind the scenes time-wise, I would say. Um, but I didn't, obviously just have as much of an awareness like in depth of what that actually looks like when you, when you write a blog post or when you are making a pin for Pinterest or just whatever, like there's just the technical aspects of doing it. Like I didn't, I didn't really know um, how any of that worked like hands on. And so he's taught me all of it that I've known so far. And like, I take notes and I'll look back at that because I want to be able to do it on my own and that's gotten much better, but yeah, so I had, I had an awareness, but it wasn't, 
it was it was made even more weird to me when I actually had to start doing some of it. I'm like, this is really time consuming. And the fact that he was doing all of it, everything himself before was crazy to me. Um, just it was definitely a good time for me to come on board because he's very driven to put out more content. Um, and it's hard to do that when you're doing everything by yourself. Yes. So. And it was nice because when I was teaching, there would be nights where I'd be like, I need to go to bed because my school day started early. And he'd be like, well, I really need to like, I just need to run some ideas past you. You know, like I'd be out in the shop at 11, like I need to be in bed right now. <laughs> so <laughs> it's really nice. There's more flexibility now. So. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. So I'm assuming knowing Brad again that there's a spreadsheet out there for a plan for the next few years um, with you guys working together. Yeah. Um, what are some things that you know you're hoping to maybe get to be able to dive into more uh, with having both of you working on the business? Hmm. So we've we've been doing a lot of planning. 2019 was kind of off to a, a slow start for us because kind of nice though. It, yeah, and <laughs> not, the not a totally bad way. Fire end of 2018. Right. Yeah. yeah. It was pretty crammed. And then like we took a step back a bit and we're like, okay, what do we need to do? And a lot of it honestly was, um, it was like three major areas and it was basically, uh, you know, like home organization, like mm -hmm. our, our house. That's like one of the things I think both of us by nature are, um, we're not neat, neat freaks. No, neither no. of us are neat we'll freaks. We'll just leave it at that. And so we, yeah, <laughs> we just want to get stuff done. And so, and we, we have three kids. So and we have three kids, right? So it was kind of some things that have been neglected. So it's like, all right, let's get some systems in place for yeah. the home, and then also for the business. So there's a lot of business things, like back end business things, and then kind of front end too. So, uh, you know, I think through all that, we started thinking through and and thinking about, yeah, how do we, you know, what do we want to do? Like you said, do we just want to do the same thing we're doing except do more of it? Uh, do we want to offer divert, make new content types, you know, maybe like have Susan come on board and, and build some stuff or like, you know, what do we want to do? And uh, I think where we ended up is that what we're going to do is, is try to like vary some of the content. So now that she's on board, um, you're really looking to, to shore up like the the plans. And so I do a lot of plans that, which, you know, and we just get a ton of requests about different things. And like, you know, people need help and, and people are always asking me like, how do I get started in woodworking? Like what tool should I buy and all these things. Mm -hmm. And like, I don't have a great resource for them. And so that's something that we've been talking about that we want right. to build out is like a getting started in woodworking and really have like kind of a go to, you know, have something that's on the website. That's just like totally, free and a resource that's like, Hey, here are the, here are my top tools. Here's whatever. And then going from that, uh, if that's not enough for people, like people really want like to have something where they can just walk through and have it be more of like a course. That's something that we've been talking about and that we're actively looking at is like doing a getting started in woodworking course. And like, Hey, if you want to start, here are the tools that you need to get started. And I'm um, actually, we're in the midst of it right now of, um, well, of, kind of dipping our toes into right. it is like I'm doing these projects and I'm like building everything with a miter box, like a saw and a plastic. <laughs> you may have seen it on my Instagram. And uh, yeah, I was like, Oh yeah, I forgot. I forgot it's about this. Yeah. <laughs> like the struggle like is real. The struggle is real. Yeah. Cause, cause I think that, uh, you know, people are like, Oh great. That's awesome that you have a saw stop and right. a joiner and a planer and a bandsaw and a drum. You know, it's like, I, 
you know, I, I, at times I've taken that for granted. So that's something that as we look through what our audience was telling us and asking right. for, um, that we feel like there's a gap and, and I want to be able to provide information and resources for the, those folks, whether it's, whether it's free or paid, you know, whether it's like, Hey, I just, I just want to know a list of tools. Like, great. Here's, here's the website. Like, but it's like, no, like I want to build these five projects and I want you to show me like from zero all the way there. Cause I have no idea and I don't want to learn on my own and I don't want to try to go to 20 different YouTubers to find it. I want one person to lead me through. Um, so that, that's probably the biggest thing that we're working on that I think is going to be different. Um, and then doing also maybe some more, uh, backend stuff with like just the typical plans instead of having everything being individualized, having like a group, because that's the other thing a lot of people ask me about all the time is, uh, is my shop organization projects. And they're like, Oh, I love this. And, um, I've had people like, Hey, you know, I just like, I just want to build your shop. It's like, okay, so can we get you know, something that's like a bundled package so I can give them a discount so they don't have to go in and buy every single plan, but they could get like, you know, this is the fix this build that shop and you can get the whole plan bundle instead of going out and buying each individual one. So just some, some stuff like that. I think just really trying to help our audience mm -hmm. where, where we've seen the most requests and the most, um, you know, most opportunity for fill in content that we don't have already. Okay. Yeah. And there's some cool <laughs> projects thrown in there too. Well, of course. Cool it's projects. Also, it's yeah. busy. Yeah. Um, and our boys have made a request. They recently called us out and said that we've built yes. a lot of things for our daughter, but not <laughs> them. And it's kind of just how it worked out. So they have a list of requests of things that they want us to build too. Yes. So we'll see how that works out. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. So, and I know, you know, that the, I guess maybe the focus of the business is definitely more on the content side, but are you guys looking to challenge yourselves in any ways as getting into trying some new making techniques or, um, you know, uh, bringing in different mediums outside of wood or anything like that? I think that's one thing that I, one of the things that I love so much about Brad is that he is just a really inquisitive person. And th that I think is really appealing to him about woodworking in general is that, um, there's so many different things that you can do because, I mean, he got into welding last year, working with epoxy, got a lathe. I don't know exactly when that was and started turning. So I know I'll let you take it from there, but I know that given his track record, he's not ever going to be the guy that's going to be like, Oh, I'm pretty comfortable just doing these three things and I'm going to stick <laughs> right. with that, you know, cause there's always new and different things that you can, you can learn how to do and share with your audience. Yeah. And I think the interesting thing, Katie, like the way that I've always focused my channel is different than a lot of other people. I think in, in one way that might not be obvious to a lot of people is that um, my channel is less about my personal journey and growth mm -hmm. versus teaching people. And that's why, cause like people would be like, dude, why, why are, why are you building with pocket holes? And it's like, you can, you know, it's like, yeah, I, I can build, you know, I can cut more and tennis. I can do all those things but I build with pocket holes, uh, a lot of projects and I try to show ways that where you can do it, where you can hide them. And like, you know, I don't like leaving those exposed. I like doing it in a way that it is quick construction. I mean, if it's shop furniture, whatever, but even, even in shop furniture, I like, you know, have them on the underside or have them on the back and then use a different type of joinery, uh, where needed. But I've always taken an approach that I want to meet the people where they're at and teach the most people. And the most people are at the bottom of the funnel or the top of the funnel, wherever you're looking at that, uh, whichever way you're looking at it is like, 
the entry. Like I want people, I want people to get a tool in their hand and start making and, and be like, Oh, cool. Like I saw this thing on Pinterest and now I want to build it. And so I, I'm always going to kind of have those type of projects, I think, and, and live there even though, but like at the same time, like, yeah, I'm welding and I'm using some super expensive machinery, but at the same time, like I got no problems just like slapping together some stuff with, with pocket holes because, um, because that is for my audience. That's not for me necessarily, even though, you know, I, I make some, some cool stuff with it, but at the same time, so I have like that piece of the content, which is the backbone of my site and, and everything. Uh, but at the same time, I do want to, to try new things. And like, you know, those are great examples, the welding and the epoxy. Um, and then like this year, uh, you know, I might look at getting into like CNC and trying to figure out more of that. I want to do a bit more work with uh, concrete. Um, I'm trying to think of some of the other, I mean, I've, I've used a lot of different types of of woods and things like that. Um, probably 3d printing would be on the outskirts too. So like just getting into some more of that, um, more of the technology, because that's something I want to incorporate as much as I can is, is, uh, cause I know there's a, a thirst for technology and it's like, um, the, when I did the wireless charging desk, like people really love like that, that fusion of technology and furniture. So it's like, okay, how, how can I maybe not use new mediums, but combine them differently? and and take so i always try to do always try to take a little bit different tweak on any project i do and just like add a little something that's different versus um you know just a a standard piece so that's probably where it'll happen is like more of the combination of things i'm already doing so maybe i cut something on the you use cnc to supplement a table or a or a desk or a bench or whatever it is um you know, versus being like, okay, I'm going to do CNC and it's going to be the complete project. Like I'm going to build this knockdown, da, 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 da. It's like, how can I use that piece of technology to supplement something that's already very core? So that way you get two pieces of it, right? So it's like, Hey, if you don't want to add in that little extra bit, if you don't want to add wireless charging to your desk, here's how to make a desk. Like you, you can take pieces and parts from it. And, um, you know, that, that's what I really like to do. I, I try to make the content as digestible as possible to the largest audience possible. So I have, I have very basic stuff, but even in my basic stuff with pocket holes, I typically do like a hardwood walnut top, right? So it's like, okay, cool. Here's like a painted pocket hole bottom uh, base, but yeah, like yeah. the desk, you know, or here's a cherry top, like for my daughter. Mm -hmm. So here's, here's a, a top and here's how you can work with hardwoods. And that's, well, I think that's, that's a nice my combination thing. Because even though it's um, like pocket holes are a lot more attainable, I think, or if they feel more attainable for someone who's just starting out, then you can dress it up and make it look really nice. So yeah. yeah. And so that people don't have to be scared about it. And then, you know, I mean, I love to be the guy and, and us be the team that, that introduces people or kind of takes them that intermediate. Like I'm never going to be the dude who's showing you how to, well, I won't say that, but mm -hmm. I don't foresee it in the near future or even the midterm future of showing you like, Hey, here's how you cut hand cut dovetails and you do, you know, sunburst veneer, laminating and, and you know all this all this stuff that is higher level like I'm more than happy to pass those people on to to Mark over at the Wood Whisper you know and be like hey here's here's a great guy who's given doing some awesome content you can go check out um that I, I like living in that middle and bridging that gap so um what or I guess where do you guys get your inspiration for your projects what are places you go or you know how are you getting ideas for these projects that you're putting together like the the charging 
That was all Brad. I remember him telling me, oh, I think we should put the char- this a charger on the bottom of this desk. And I have never told you this, but I think I was thinking to myself, I don't know if that's going to do very well. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just what I know. But um, a lot of times it's based on need. Like, I mean, sometimes it's just what we actually need or want around our house. Or it's um, just like, well, I mean, with that charging desk, I don't know where you got that idea from. You were just kind of like, I th- well, because like just the concept of being able to like just set your phone on something and having it charged and have it look cool was really neat. But yeah, and it, I think it it normally spawns from like what purpose is it going to fill, right? So if it's like okay, yeah. what what am I going to build? Is it going to be a desk? Is it going to be a table? Is it going to be a bench? Um, is it going to be a home improvement project, cabinets, whatever? Uh, so it kind of spawns from that. Or what have we not built yet? Or what have we not? That's true. I right, mean, like so don't get me wrong. We, table. We, haven't we, done that yet. we do build some stuff just right. for content just, purposes. Just, or like, because we, we want to. Be cool. like, right, like a bowl. Like, like, I didn't need a resin and wood right, bowl. Like, so cool. We weren't like, hey, I need a little bowl to sit on top of it. And literally the entire family was watching you as you turned it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like when he turned the resin and wood bowl, his parents, myself and all the kids were the background silently watching the <laughs> <of> spring. <laughs> like, well, yeah, it was just like entertaining the popcorn, you know? And yeah. uh, so it kind of starts with that, like, okay, what do we need? Uh, and then, and then it, so a lot of my planning goes around the plan. That sounded fun. Uh, <laughs> that <sounds laughs> around really the digital obvious. plan, the build plan, right? Oh, so yeah. that's what, that's kind of the first uh, decision in the road, if you will, is like, all right, we need to build something. Uh, do we want to have this as a plan? Most of the times that's going to be yes, um, because, you know, that's a, a big part of our business. Mm-hmm. And so then it's like, okay, um, do we want this to be attainable? You know, how, how, what kind of style do we want? And we have our own style. So we kind of veer in, you know, it's kind of farmhousey, but not necessarily farmhouse, uh, a little bit of farmhouse, like a little a bit of craftsman. Modern, yeah. Um, <laughs> clean, mar- modern farming. Yeah, like clean, modern area. farming. Yeah. Um, and, and so then it kind of goes from there and then, you know, we'll look at what do we have in the room and like what kind of style. So most of our bases are, are white. And so it's like, okay, that's kind of easy. And, and so then it's just like, okay, taking some cues, like a lot of my stuff has a very similar design. Like if you, if you went and looked at my daughter's dresser, um, bed. the no, bed, no, 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 the, the, the dresser, yeah. the bed, my sideboard, mm-hmm. uh, the front hall, um, Shoe storage, bench. shoe storage bench, like those all have very similar styles. And I wouldn't say like, that's my style, but it is, I've made a lot of things that look like that. But when we skew out, so that, that's kind of how it looks like for plans. So when I'm doing plans, they kind of all, so I don't really have to look for inspiration. It's more like, how do I want to configure it? Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I'm building like stuff like the wireless charging desk or the uh, epoxy uh, waterfall table, that's when I'm like, I'm like looking at, like, we'll look at, you know, just all the normal spots, YouTube, Pinterest, but um, actually where I get a lot of inspiration and in that the wireless charging desk actually was, was from this. It's like when I'm out at like hotels, hotels like always have the coolest furniture. So like whenever I'm at a hotel, it's like I'm always looking at the furniture because it's usually really cheaply made though. So it's like, you can see, you know, it's like this, it's this like really cool modern. It's, it's usually pretty modern and sleek, but it's like really crappily made, you know, cause <laughs> they're trying to get it for cheap. Um, and so I'll go and I'll take pictures and like the metal bases like that. That's the idea for both of those. Actually, the, the modern, the, uh, the waterfall side table with that, with that, it, it's kind of like a cantilevered floating design. Um, 
I saw something similar, except it was just the top. And I was like, oh, well, what if I flowed the edge over? And then, oh, yeah, like this whole river table thing's kind of taken off. So I want to try that. And so that's like where I was talking about earlier about I try to take a couple things and then like just add another little piece. Like I'm always just trying to add a little piece like on the wireless charging desk. I was like, okay, well, it's going to be a desk and it's going to have wireless charging, which is cool. What if we had an inlay that showed right. you like where to put, you know, so it was like, okay, that'd be cool too. So it, it's, um, well, you know, it, it's a lot of normal ideas. Too. Yeah. Right. And I try to, and I take a lot of inspiration. Like I'm not original in my own, I'm good at combining stuff, but I'm not like the most original dude, you know, out there. Um, I'm not like Paul Jackman who just like thinks of the craziest stuff ever. I'm like, how does that even enter your mind? Uh, <laughs> but I like seeing things that uh, I think are cool and then be like, how can I incorporate this into something else that I think is cool? And then like putting them all together. I'm glad to hear like, I'm not the only one who goes in hotel rooms and like snaps pictures of all the furniture. Oh yeah. Stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, or, or at a restaurant where I'm like looking under the table to see how they do yeah, it. You're like, how do they, yeah, exactly. What do they, how do they make this? And you're like, yeah. Oh, that's like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, well, Especially for your guys' business, though, does your sponsors play a role at all in when you're having to design a piece? I mean, um, you know, are you usually pitching, a, a, you know, an already planned out project to them and incorporating some of their stuff? Or do they get um, to say a little bit in some of the projects? Uh, they, it, it's evolved, obviously, right? And, and as the channel has grown, um, obviously, you, you get more leeway as, as you get more, as you can pick and choose who you work with. And so uh, I don't ever let a, a sponsor um, dictate what I'm going to build or how I'm going to build it. Uh, what I will do is like, you know, they'll say, Hey, we've got new product X coming out. Can you use that? And I'll be like, okay, yeah. So like, let's just say it's a, a flush cutting saw just cause I just bought one. Um, <laughs> so if, if they had to come to me and be like, Hey, how could you do this? I'll be like, okay, flush cutting saw, what I use that for, uh, probably to plug stuff. So I could do dowel joinery and plug it and then cut those flush. So then it's more like, okay, I'm going to use dowel joinery. And then like the options are just like so open. Right. So I, I try to keep it that way. And that's why I like working with, um, you know, brands that are overarching that are more, tool-based. Uh, so if you look at a lot of brands I do work with, you know, like I can build basically anything and roll it into, uh, you know, a Craig or a Jet or a Rigid um, or even, you know, a Minwax, like everything needs finish, right? So I think it's nice that way versus like when you are so specific that you have to, like you have to do it, right? And I've done that in the past, right? It's like, oh, it seems like a great opportunity. And then, I can't even think of a great example off the top of my head, but I've definitely been in that spot being like, oh, like, how am I going to incorporate? Like, you know, you signed up and it sounded great. And then you're like, okay, I don't really, I, I thought I had a good idea of what I'm going to do. And, and now I don't. And so, you know, and then you, you force it and like, you know, I, I've had it happen. Like, I think everybody's been there when you're trying to feel your way through, um, it actually our the very first sponsor post ever and actually turned out well, but was uh the palette oh no the palette crates. So oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. we want you to do I was, feel like this is a theme though of, of ours, yours, I will put it on you. Is that you're Brad, put it on me, I am well you're the one that does it, but like right, he's yeah, the one it, like, we there are so many projects that have done really well where at the time he's like, 
I don't know. Like, I don't really know this if is this is going to go very well. And he's like grumbling, you know, this and then true. it turns out amazing. So that's kind of like our little inside joke. Now, whenever he's doing any project where he's like starts to grumble about it, I'm like, that means it's going to be amazing. You know, not that it always happens that way, but, but that one and the outdoor many. and the play gym one, I remember you were yeah. like, all right, fine, I'll do this. And it's taken off. <laughs> so yeah, that was, but that was I, kind of funny. For that palette one, that was our first, Sponsored. One? Yeah. Oh. This first project I ever got paid to do. Uh, I got and 200 bucks. that was a bucks. very creative design though. You were like, I it was. that creative. It was. He I was, was pretty happy about that. But it was like 200 bucks. 200 bucks. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, I was, I was, I was rich. I was like, 200 bucks. Are you kidding me? <laughs> this is insane. And, uh, I still that, remember the first time we ever got tools sent to our house I know, that we didn't have feeling. to pay for. And that was, that was kind of just it. And it was amazing. I was like, Brad, they just delivered tools. Like, oh, it's fantastic. Free. You know, it was, it was, it was tool, not tools. Oh, it, it was probably like was one just thing. one tool, but whatever. Like it was, it was like we had arrived, you know, but, but I remember doing that, that, uh, crate and it was like, they had, you know, those, the crates that you could buy at Joanne everywhere. Right. And Hobby Lobby Joanne's Home Depot. And this was, mm-hmm. uh, a company that's in Home Depot. I think they're called Crate and Pallet. And um, it's just those those pallet crates, you know, they're like, like nine bucks, whatever. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, we want you to do something for storage. And I was like, oh, yeah, absolutely, I'll do it. You know, and again, it was like my first sponsored thing. And I was like, what am I going to do with Like, it's already made. And because I, I was thinking like, oh, that'd be cool. But then I was like, I was thinking, oh, I'd make a crate. But then I was like, well, I've already got the crate. So now I've got to use it. And so, uh, yeah, I was like, oh, how in the heck, what am I going to do it? And then I ended up coming up with the idea I'm a huge fan of drawer slides of like getting a closet and then putting, and I was, well, I was going to make stories and I was like, Oh, well, what if I hung them on the wall? So if they actually slid on the wall and it looks like they're floating and, uh, and it actually worked out. And then, yeah, it, it, it ended up doing, re- it went crazy on home talk, which was, and uh, <laughs> has drove a lot of traffic to the site. And then I ended up actually redoing it. So if you, if you're familiar, if you've ever seen the video, the YouTube video, and, and so it's a little inside, little inside baseball for everybody. So I actually ripped them down and redid them for the video. So that the video on YouTube was, was completely video, staged. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it was my original project. I had just not filmed it. And I was like, it was doing so well on Home Talk. It had like two million views or something crazy. And I was like, we need the YouTube video for this. Yeah. And, uh, and we still use those. I mean, the, like people mm-hmm. question, especially that project. I mean, I think a lot of times we'll say, people will say they don't look very sturdy and how much can they really hold and everything. Well, that's why in the video, yeah. I, right. I you showed the, the weights, but I mean, that because is that like part of the reason. That's a like, major, so <laughs> I know that's a major reason why that closet is not a complete disaster right now. It is. Because we have yeah. Crates, but so. that, that is like, that's a great example of like starting out and I was like, what am I going to do with it? And like right. it, I, it goes both ways though. Cause I think like when you have a constraint, like I would have never, ever no, thought true. of that project right i would have never done that project if i didn't have a constraint that was like hey use this in some way and so you know some people might say oh well that's like you know that's a shill like you're just doing that because of that and i, I would kind of flip it and go like well yeah but it's also kind of cool to have a constraint and be like what can you what creative thing can you do like if i just had a done a you know made like a base or something and then just like threw them on top and been like, oh, cool, like pallets on a low base. Like, you know, yeah, that would be kind of a shill. Like, I just did it because they did that, but I tried to turn it and, like, do something creative with it that was unique to the product. And, you know, in that sense, that that's kind of where 
I try to go or, you know, for, for a product like that is like, how, how can you use it a little bit different versus it just being like, Oh, he's just using that because they paid him to do it. Well, it's like, no, well, yeah, I am, but <laughs> here's something really cool you can do with it instead of just being like, Oh, this is just something I would be doing anyway. And I'm just going to like make it look like this product because they wanted me to. See, and you say you're not a creative guy, exactly. Brad, <laughs> you know, I'm not creative. Like I don't see like that's to me, like that's, you know, my engineering background. I'm like, how can I like mechanically make this kind of different? But it's like, yeah, like I think very much in like straight lines. Um, but I'm pretty good at like putting those straight lines together in pretty cool ways, but I'm not like, yeah, I am not like the flowing artsy <laughs> dude at all. I'm like, I will engineer some stuff for you, but yeah, I, I'm not like the, if you go look at it, all my designs, it's all, I have very, very few curves in my designs. <laughs> hey, we need engineers in the world though, too. Otherwise we wouldn't have, you know, cool closet systems. So. There you go. Everybody, everybody needs floating closet storage. That's right. <laughs> so Susan are there any plans for you to get into uh some introductory making in the shop at all we've talked about that for a while now we have um and I think that'd be really cool we haven't talked in depth about that recently because I feel like our focus is in a different area right now like maybe the next six months they're going to be um focused elsewhere but I think that would be really cool I I Think that'd be interesting to see how people would respond to it um definitely when when brad was that yesterday or the day before he put up an instagram post about using the, pro the current project the miter box yeah but the miter box and the response was was amazing i mean there were so many people i was asking people if they'd be interested, interested in a simple tool right series like beginner stuff and i am if nothing else i'm definitely a beginner <laughs> um so I mean, now I do have the luxury of this amazing shop in my garage, but, and, you know, a pretty handy guy that can like kind of help me so I don't mess anything up too bad. But I have, I did a project once. I did that wheelbarrow. The wheelbarrow for Home Depot. Yeah. yeah. The do it, do it herself uh, collaboration. Yeah. The do it yourself thing. And that's but cool. I, I mean, I think, I think that we need to do some other stuff too. I think it is. So just, just so everybody knows, um, Susan is, super crafty. Like she's really good. She's an amazing <laughs> seamstress. So she, she is into, so, and, and she kind of has gone through, she likes to pick and choose hobbies. So since we've been married, it's true. But since we've been married, there was a baking, there was a baking time. Yeah, there was a scrapbooking time. There yeah. was sewing. So like she likes to get in and, and, um, and it's definitely not like, it's not been like, oh, well, would it be right for the channel? I, I think that, I think you're kind of like interested in it, but like you're not passionate about it. Like you're not like, yeah, I want to go build something. Like you've never no, been like that. No, I just that. want you to make it for me. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> no, but actually like the time that we did kind of marry both of those things is when we did the outdoor um, oh, couch. Yeah. Well, yeah, that was because a great one. I you made the cushions. the cushions for that. Um, and, and I used to be more into sewing than I am now, just honestly, because of time, it is, it's, it is pretty time consuming and I don't have the time for it right now, but I think it'd be cool if we could, um, have more projects like that where I, although that's kind of interesting, like I think it was fun to do that, but then there were definitely people that were like, uh, I don't know how to make, um, an outdoor kitchen myself, you know, which is right. understandable, you know, so they had to go find, kind of find them, find them store bought. Um, but yeah, so I would like to learn how to do that. That was, 
Well, we yeah, we still have more to do out on that deck. Yeah, but that that would be cool. I think it would be fun to have more. Um, and if she wanted to do like, I'd, I'd be all for it if we want to do like a a series with her building. But um, I think that it would also be cool to incorporate some more of that, like you know, like figuring out how to work with leather or something and like maybe your dad sewing that yeah my dad's into like <laughs> leather working and and yeah. so like have, doing different things like that i think could also be cool we've not yeah. done we've not done enough of that um but i, I, just I don't think know it'd be interesting to see how people would respond i'm not really sure i think they'd love it i mean i think, think that so? yeah of course yeah i mean i'm also more some, comfortable behind the camera for have sure a little more so femininity femininity is femin that a, I like yeah. that. There you go. They don't want to, yeah. Because well, you know, people people enjoy family like channels, so maybe they're That's right. Cool. Yeah. I was maybe just there'll be a Rodriguez family channel. I know. Like when <laughs> we had a vlog, I was just thinking about that. I don't think people would want to see. I don't think we'd want people to see. <laughs> our crit, our kids tell but our kids, jokes. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, our so our boys are ten and eight. Um, oh my gosh! Thanks yeah, our so oldest wants a YouTube channel so bad. He He's does. like, it, it's gonna be about like uh, Wii U. Yeah, it's gonna be about yeah. Zelda and and all this stuff. Which is what he is definitely passionate about. And then our there middle guy wants um to build. Yes, he's probably the, he's the most builder. likely to join in the family business yes. from a building standpoint. Our oldest is very into the analytics of everything. So he, he's when he comes guy. home from school, he's like, all right, how many subscribers have we picked up today? Like, he's like very interested in it. Yeah. So yeah, and then he'll like- I, Yeah, he'll be like, he'll be like, <laughs> he'll come in and he'll be, yeah, and he'll be like, I'm like, oh, dad, that's like, that's down from yesterday. Like, what, what, are, you, what are you doing? It's like, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, dude, the one so, like, in line. I'm like, bro, he'll chill out. Like, it's, it, it ebbs and flows. Don't, don't worry about the numbers so much. Yeah. No, but I, I don't, no, I think it'd be interesting to explore other parts of what we could do with the with the channel, and I would like to make some stuff. Um, typically, we, we just that has not been the way the dynamic has worked. Also, it's still true in the evenings and on the weekends, not a lot, but sometimes if Brad needs to finish a project, I'm like, I'll take the kids to the trampoline place or whatever. So we still have an aspect of that going on. So. Yeah, it's um, probably more time than anything, mm -hmm. just because of all the commitments that we've made for the channel that, you know, obviously revolve around the traditional content. Right. And so we haven't we sat down and, and really been like, okay, yeah, how would we expand? And, that, and that's probably the hard part at this point is like, we're doing all we can to keep up with what we're doing. And so adding something new that would be, you know, more I'm of a stretch. And, I'd be right, like, what in the world am I that doing? That would be a lot, a lot yeah. different. And we just haven't really given it a ton of thought, honestly. We're we're uh, just putting our heads down and plowing. Although I will say, when I see other women that are building, um, I do kind of get the itch. Like I just think it's so cool. They're making not that the guy I mean, the guy's building is wonderful too, but as a woman, I just I'm drawn to like Shani Shani or like all the other people that I see that are out there building stuff, and I think it would be really neat to build some things. So. Maybe I'll do that this year. Get out there. Cool. I know. It's <laughs> right out there. <laughs> Go build something. <laughs> well, Get yeah, maybe that will be uh, 2020. We'll see. Um, yeah. Some we'll videos see. going in with uh, with you building some things. I think that would yeah. be yeah. a great addition. Yeah, that, that, that'll probably be something that, that we'll, again, 
throw, you know, throw out there and try different things and see and, see you know, space. tease it out there. Uh, oh, man, that'd be fantastic. Maybe you should take <laughs> over just... the Instagram for a week. <laughs> Oh, that'd be great. Yeah, like channel takeover. Susan. That's right. Channel takeover. That would be funny. That would be amazing. Right. Did you think it would be? I think it would be fun. I think it would be too. Oh, I'll turn into you. Like he'll be on his phone. I'll be like, "What are you doing?" And he's like, "It just looks like he's playing on his phone, but he's really not. He's like responding to people's responding. comments, and he's always responding. But that'll be me. I'll be on there responding to everybody's comments. Yeah." Yeah, that's the downside of being so engaged with your audience is that, uh, you know, with the new tracker and everything on Instagram, right, it shows you how much time. And I've got a little alarm in there that goes off at an hour. Yeah, so it tells me when I've been on for an hour. And, like, I – I, I sometimes, you know, I get, I, I'll get caught in, like, the, you know, the dog jumping into the huge pile of leaves uh, <laughs> video stream every now and then. <laughs> I know exactly. <laughs> not very often. Most of the time, it's like straight up business, and it is like, I mean, I'll blow through an hour so fast. I'm like, oh my gosh, like you know, and, that, and that's like just commenting on my stuff and like responding and interacting with the audience, and then going through like my people I follow. Not to mention if I want to go out and like look at the explore feed, and because I keep my following very small, just because like I'm like I want to engage with people, but at the same time, it's like, you know, you spend all day on Instagram if limits. you if you. Yeah if you didn't control it. And so that is, but that's one of the, you know, that's one of the pillars of our business is like, we're super approachable and like DMS, my gosh. I mean, I get so many DMS and I respond to every one of them um, unless it's something crazy. And that has been something when you, when you're going along with that, but from a family aspect, we had to evaluate like when the kids are home, especially just like when the kids are at home, Brad makes um, a conscious effort to not be on his phone around them, even though he's working or if he's in the office doing it, he'll just shut the door, you know, so that he's in here working and they kind of know like just, Oh, dad's in the office. He's working. Um, But if he was just like out on the couch and the kids were around and he's actually responding to DMS or, or whatever, they don't know that. And they're kind of at a really impressionable age, especially with, wanting technology of their own. They're not going to get it anytime soon, but they would love to have it. So we try to set a really good example for them of being off our phones as much as possible. And that has been tricky with the nature of the business. Yeah. But it's something we're working on. Yeah. We're doing pretty good with that, I think. Sometimes. Sometimes. No, I think think that's uh, key to be aware of, right? Is like making that time for your family and trying not to get sucked in to the uh, Instagram vortex that can yes, happen for sure. It is, it <laughs> is strong. It is strong. Of course it's strong. Uh, <laughs> so it sounds like, um, I've really just got one more question for you guys, but it sounds like your kids are definitely taking an interest, right, in yes. kind of the business. So what do they think now with both of you? Um, being home and running the business full time, what are some things you're seeing that they are um, kind of interacting with or, you know, picking up just both from the the making side, but also from the business aspect? Well, um, for one thing, they think that between the two of us, we can make just about anything because they know I can sew and he can build stuff. So it's hysterical because I can't think of a good example, but like just, absolutely anything you can imagine, especially our daughter will be like, well, you guys can make that. I'm like, um, okay, there are some limits, you know? <laughs> um, yes. 
but as we said, our oldest is very into the business aspect of it and really, really, really wants to have a YouTube channel of his own. Um, and then actually we have talked about having some projects where we get the kids out in the shop too, because um, they would really enjoy that. And they have been out there, but not like on a video. Well, not really solely on a video. No. Their, their attention for span for that stuff is we, we tried it. It was like Pinewood Derby cars with the boys. Oh, yeah. And it, it, yeah, they, they, took they can one only. And two, just just going to say it. Yes. Yeah. It was uh, pretty exciting. Yeah. The, the other parents may have not been happy when they found out <laughs> that I was like a full time woodworker. I know, but they did the designs themselves. <laughs> I was pretty impressed. Yes. That's true. Yeah. yeah I was like, where are you? you tell me where to cut the hole and I'll do it. Right. Uh, but the uh, I, I think the thing that we're probably seeing the most is just, and that I'm, we talked about building into the family and stuff. And one of the things that I'm, I'm really excited about is just, just like instilling the kind of the entrepreneurial spirit yes. in them and to know, like they see, they see how much we work and they see that we work and we tell them like, we're, you know, like we'll, we'll explain that to them without, you know, going too deep, but we're like, Hey, like, here's this is what we do like because you know they don't know they're like why are you guys home like nobody yeah <laughs> you're all on the time like what do you guys do and right. so we tell them like you know at a high level like hey you know dad works with companies and like here's an example and they'll watch the youtube videos and so i'll be like oh yeah like this is where you know i was highlighting this tool and so it was cool i could show people how to use this tool and so that company paid me to do it and they're like oh okay and like you know so they kind of understand that aspect um but I think the, the part that I'm really excited about is it, it also instills in like, because everything that we do takes hard work mm -hmm. and it takes in the level of work you're willing to put in is what you get out versus, um, you know, being at a day job, which, you know, like the day jobs got us to where we we're at and, and we're great. Um, but I want to at least them be able to see the other side of it. Right. So if they're super passionate about, you know, if our oldest wants to go be a computer programmer and, and go work for a company and do that, like, that's great. And, right. and like, I think that's the aspect of it that they can see like, okay, but maybe instead of thinking that's my only option, like what if I was coding for somebody else or what if I had a channel on how to code or what if I, you know, sold programs on my own or whatever it is that, that they can see that it, you know, I, I think that's how definitely I was raised. And I'm pretty sure, you know, Susan too. I mean, I know there's, this is like the you work at the same company and and like you you go to college and you go get a job and that's what you do and you don't take risks and you don't definitely yeah. a sense of you know that's too risky or like yeah I mean my family especially when Brad was like doing the stuff in the beginning and then even when especially when he went full-time everybody was kind of like what like, really? I'm sorry. Are you, are yeah sure? and my parents are, are very conservative too and so I think that's been an interesting thing I think you know just to instill in them that like, Hey, yeah, you can go do something on your own. And as they grow older, we'll be able to have more of those conversations mm -hmm. is like, you know, don't, don't be afraid to go grab something by the horns and just go after it. Um, but at the same time, there's, you know, there's, there's a place like, I mean, I would like for them to go to college. Actually, that'd be great if we could just like take that money and keep it ourselves. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I mean, we're in, in a, in, in like, I don't intend even if we had all the money to do it, I would still not pay for their college completely because I want them to have skin in the game. Like I want, I mean, I think that's how we raise the kids a lot is like, is um, like you have to pull your weight. 
we're I mean, family. Like yeah. there's not, this is not just like you get an allowance for sitting around like, and we don't give them money anyway. We're so bad. I know, we're so bad. We're, we don't have like money jobs and then we never set them up. Yeah. So, but that, like, I mean, you know, it's teaching just, them to like, yeah. teaching them that like, when you work, that's how you make money, like working. Well, I think the biggest, one of the biggest things that are attributes <laughs> that I want our kids to have, all of them is confidence, like belief that they are capable and that if they don't know how to do something that they can figure it out or that they can figure out where they need to go to figure it out. I mean, I just, Brad is a really confident person and I've gotten much more confident over the years just by being married to him. Um, cause I said, he's a really good encourager of that. And I just, I really want that for our children. And I think that that would be, we're setting a good example of well, we have our own business and we started this from scratch and um, there are so many different things we can do with it and, and they can learn as, as we're going. And hopefully that will kind of shape their mindset, even from a young age that we're not working nine to five jobs, nothing wrong with nine to five jobs. Like we just want them to be confident. And the dream really, I think for everyone is that whatever you do, whatever you spend your day doing, that you're passionate about it. So, you know, if they want to be, I don't know, an electrician and they're passionate about that, awesome. You love it, it's fulfilling for you, great, go do that. If you want to be a doctor and you're passionate about it, awesome. If you're not passionate at your job, then figure out what you're passionate about and figure out how you need to go follow that path, you know? And so that's, cause that's really what Brad did. That's like the whole story in a nutshell. And so, yeah. and I kind of came along for the ride. So. Yeah. Or just um, live in the nightmare for long enough to right. support. <laughs> to earn some money. To earn enough to get out of <laughs> but it. But seriously, I mean, just. There's nothing wrong with that too. Well, and, I, and I think that there's, you know, just, there's just the aspect of, well, I don't have enough time to, to do things, you know, and, and really it's all about choices. And, I, and this is kind of getting a little bit away from the kids, but when it, when it came down to um, building the business, we didn't have a lot of time and Brad sacrificed a lot of sleep and we sacrificed being able to like, socialize with people and um, even like hang out together as much as we normally did. But there, I don't know, you can, you can find time if you really want to enough. Like that's, that's kind of a true but harsh reality, but it, it is really true. So. Well, awesome. Um, so how can, if they're not already following you guys, how can people find you? online and uh, follow along with your journey. Yeah, the uh, the hub for everything is, is the website. So fixthisbuildat.com. Uh, and basically anywhere that, so on YouTube, Fix This Build That and Instagram as well. So, and and we just recently, so we, we had, what was it? There was like, somebody had grabbed Fix That Build This. Oh, I didn't know about this. <laughs> uh, right, I got those. So oh, I got, that's why you didn't, never mind. Sorry, right, right. I was like, Oh, come on. And so like I started going around. Yeah. So you can uh, type in pretty much any combination of those words and, and we'll come up. So, right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Realizing after the fact that maybe those, those are, it's a cool term, but people get it mixed up a lot. They're like, what are you build? build I have to repeat it a lot of times. So right. Like, fix it this, seems so. Yeah. Nature and I'm, yeah. yeah. But when I yeah. talk to people and they've never heard it before, they're like, what was that again? I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah, fix this, build that. It's, so, a of, it's a lot of words, I guess. Just yeah. type that into Google and we'll show up. Yes. All right. Awesome. Well, thanks so much again for taking the time to talk with me today. That's yeah, awesome. Thank I you. Appreciate it, Katie. It was great. Yeah. 
What a great interview with Brad and Susan Rodriguez. I really enjoyed talking with them and getting to know a little bit more about the family side. Um, I personally um, am a patron and listen to Made for Profit podcasts, so I feel like I have learned a bit about Brad over the years, but not so much Susan. So it was really fun for me to get to learn about them more as a couple and as a family. And things are looking forward to this upcoming year. Um, so again, if you want to become an official member of the Maker Mom podcast tribe, please go visit Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash maker mom podcast check it out join enjoy some of the extra benefits and uh, make sure you get on there before we announce our march online meetup so you can be a part of that last month's meetup was super fun great conversation and i hope to see more of you there this month all right until next week i will see you later Thank you for listening to the Maker Mom podcast. You can connect with the Maker Mom community in the Facebook group page, Maker Moms. And remember, if you enjoyed listening to this episode, please subscribe, leave an awesome review, and share this out with other Maker Moms you know.